Welcome to Scanner School. This is session number 123, how to find and win scanner radio auctions on eBay like a pro. Now, again, all notes from today's podcast can be found on our website at scannerschool.com slash session 123. And before we start this week's podcast, I want to thank the supporters of Scanner School. So whether you're going to scannerschool.com slash support and you're supporting us at a one-time donation by going to PayPal, maybe you're using our Amazon links before you make a purchase on Amazon. If you're looking for new hardware, you're using our Scanner Master links. Or even if you're using Butel software, before you make that purchase, you go and use our Butel links and our brand new eBay links if you're looking for used equipment. Your support helps keep the podcast going. I also want to thank those who help support us on Patreon. Now, Patreon is a month-over-month type of sponsorship platform. And there's three different tiers. The first tier for a buck a month, you're just help, helping to support us. And really, at the Patreon takes theirs, we're only getting pennies on a dollar, to be honest with you. At $3 a month, you're going to get the podcast delivered to you early. You get your own private podcast feed that you can actually get the podcast as soon as it's available. At the $5 level, you not only get the $3 level, but you also get squelchy stickers mailed directly to your home. Because at $5 a month, it really equates to being about a dollar a week or a dollar per podcast is really what you're you're giving us. So again, I want to thank my Patreon supporters who are Craig Harper, Dan, Glenn Blum, Glenn Bryden, Guy Lee, Irvin Thibodeau, James Felling, Jeff Block, Jenny Taylor, John Goldenberg, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Mark Beebe, Raymond Hill, Ronnie Bach, Sal Marandola, Scott Vorder, Signals Everywhere, Todd Glendai, and William R. Can. Let's start the podcast. Welcome to The Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. Okay, welcome to Scanner School. This is, again, a podcast where we teach you everything you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. My amateur radio call sign is W2LIE. And again, if this is your first time here, why don't you go ahead and click the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming Scanner School podcast. Now, in session 122, I talked about different ways that you can help, you know, pass the time during this whole coronavirus outbreak. And one of the things on my list, and again, if you haven't listened to that list yet, go back and you can listen to session 122. But one of the things on my list was go out and buy some new or used gear. Now, where do you normally buy used gear? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is usually eBay. Now, today I'm going to teach you how I use eBay to find used scanners, basically. Now, I don't have all the secrets here, but... I've been buying and selling on eBay for well over 20 years, and these are some of the things that I've learned over that time. Now, it is true. I've made a few mistakes. We'll go through those mistakes, and you know I've used those as learning opportunities, and I've also had some really, really great successes with eBay, and I made some excellent purchases at really good prices. So again, I'm going to share with you how I strategically bid on those eBay items, how I know when it's time to pass on something and just try again some other time. There's a little bit here. We're going to take some of the don'ts before we go on to some of the do's. Now, stick with me 
during this list because I have some simple ways at the very end of this podcast in order to make a lot of this very simple for you. And I've done a lot of the work for you. And I'm going to give you that at the end of this podcast. So if you aren't familiar with eBay, the premise is very simple here. It's an online auction website, right? It is probably the biggest online auction website there is. Now, again, it's not the only website that you can go to and bid on items, but again, it's the most popular out there. And the premise, like I said, is very simple. You find an item, you bid on the item, and if you spend more than the guy before you, you win the item. So here are some don'ts to get the list started. Don't fall in love with the item. This is probably the biggest mistake, and I have fallen into this trap before. Sometimes you need to learn just to let the item go. If the item wasn't meant to be, don't be the person that sits there and bids things up. Don't bid on an item because you absolutely must have this item when you don't absolutely need to have the item. Now, true, there's going to be some items out there that you really, really want. Now, if that's the case, it's a rare item or it's been something that has been on your list forever and you just have to have it, then ignore this rule. But for the most part, just let it go, right? I've seen countless times where people bid up an item on eBay higher than it would cost you to go and buy a new item on an online shop or even in a store, all right? Don't be the person that just falls in love with something and bids it up. Now, I've done this, right? Way back in the day, for some crazy reason, I needed to absolutely have a Uniden BCT7. I have no idea why I was so hell-bent on getting one of these scanners, and... I had to have it, and I overbid on it for the time. Now, I wouldn't say overbid on it. I bid more than I was comfortable bidding on that item. I fell in with it. I had to have it for some reason. There was others out there I probably could have bid on, and I could have actually won at lower costs. But to this day, I still have that BCT7 because I can't seem to get rid of it now knowing how much I have paid for it. Now, again, it served its purpose. I used it. It worked well, but again, I fell in love with that auction and I had to have it. Which ties into number two here. Don't keep bidding on an item. Now, nothing bothers me more when I'm watching an item on eBay only to see someone else bidding against themselves. Now, here's an example of this. What happens on eBay is there's a bid increment, right? So if an item has a certain sum set value on what the price is, there's an increment that you must bid in in order to increase the bid. So for example, bid increments are 50 cents, right? I'll sometimes see in the bid history, which you can look at while it's a live auction, and you can see some Joe Schmo sitting there and bidding against himself. He'll place a bid for like, I don't know, $10. So the bid rate goes up by 50 cents. Now the minimum bid is 1050. And he'll place a bid for 1050. 
Then a bid rate goes up to $11. He'll place a bid for $11. He'll go $11.50, $12, $12.50, $13. And he'll just keep bidding and bidding and bidding and bidding up the, option, the, the, the item. What is he doing? He's raising the bid for himself, the item cost for himself, and anybody else that wants to come in and bid on that item. All right? So here is what I generally say here. Bid your max bid up front. All right? If you're willing to bid $25 on an item, then put in $25. Don't go and creep the value of the item up. All right? Look, sometimes if you're bidding on an item and you max bid up front, you'll find that that you sure max bid that you're willing to spend, but it's not the max price that the unit is going to go for. The way eBay works is you put your max bid in, but only the minimum amount required to be the leader in bidding is what you'll actually bid on an item. So for example, say something is five bucks with a dollar bid item, right? Or a dollar, what do they call it here? A dollar, a dollar increment, right? So something's $5 has a dollar increment. You want this item, but you're not willing to pay more than $25 for it. When you place your bid for $25 on that $5 item, the minimum increment is a dollar. You'll automatically go to $6. That's where the bid then, and you're the highest bidder. If somebody comes in and bids $10, you'll automatically bid $11 on that item. All the way up until you get to your $25 limit. All right. Now, here's the trick on this one. If you bid slightly higher than somebody else, so say you put in a bid limit of $25, but somebody else came in and put a bid limit of, say, $25.52, even though the bid increment's a buck, that $25.52 is a higher bid increment than yours. They will get the higher increment. So my other my other little tip here is don't bid round numbers. Don't bid $25. Don't bid 50 cents on a dollar. Don't bid 75 cents, 90 cents, right? You always bid something crazy. So something is $13. I'll build, I'll build bid 13.33 or something that is an off penny type of thing. It's just something that I like to do. Does it work? Nine times out of 10, it works to a certain point. All right. Normally, somebody else will come in after me and, and I'll bid it again. But that's why sometimes you see bids that are that are strange, you know, strange sense at the end when it comes to bidding. Another mistake that people make when it comes to eBay is placing bids just to see what it will take to win an item. Again, sometimes it goes into the previous thing where somebody will just increment the bids by the minimum bid amount because they need to know. Oh, what's what's the dollar value required to win this bid? Is it $26? Nope. Is it $27? Nope. Is it $28? Nope. Is it $29? You get the idea. And then they finally get to where it wants to be, and either they'll win it or they won't, or they'll be outbid. Or sometimes you'll even see that the bid even goes back down again because they'll say, Oh, I made a mistake on my bid. I want to retract my bid. Okay? Because they had to know. Don't be that guy, right? Put your max bid in and sit on it and stay there for a while. The next one is don't pay more than you should for an item, right? eBay's main purpose in life is to make money. They're actually in business for the buyer and not the seller. And as a seller, it is a really, really um, 
frustrating activity here. They will side with the buyer nine times out of 10, especially it doesn't even make sense. Sometimes the buyer can be in the wrong, but eBay wants to make the buyers happy because the more buyers they have, the more money they make, right? That's what they do. They make a eBay takes a cut of everything you sell as, as the auction house. When you spend more money, eBay makes more money. And the thrill and exciting excitement of buying something is their main focus. So make sure you follow the previous rules. You set limits. You don't overbid on things. You don't bid just to bid on things, right? You know, to raise the right. Bid smart and you'll do okay when it comes to bidding on items. Now, on the other side of this quick break, we're going to go through some things that you should be doing to win Scanner Radio auctions as a pro. And also, I'll give you my time-saving tips at the very end of this podcast. So we'll be right back after these messages. This session of Scanner School is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, East Coast Pagers is one of my online companies, and we are Unication, Apollo, and Swiss phone dealers serving the North American market. Now, if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, we can get you a quote at the very best prices. So why does a company like East Coast Pagers support Scanner School? I think that every Scanner Radio user should at least put one pager in their collection of radios. The reason why is very simple. It frees up your scanner to just do scanning, and then you have one radio that's dedicated to your local fire activity. Now, with a pager, you can have voice storage. You can do tone outs. You can keep it silent. You can go back the next day and listen to what you've missed overnight. It's more than you can do with an out-of-the-box scanner. And with today's pagers, having multiple frequencies and even having multiple channels in a scan list, like the Unication G1 can do eight channels in a scan list. It has 64 memory channels, and out of the box, it comes with 11 minutes of stored voice and a desktop charger. The G2s to G5s, they do P25 phase one and phase two in simulcast environments with stored voice, paging on conventional NP25. Oh, and they're upgradable too to DMR type one and type two. They are more rugged than today's consumer-based scanners. And with a pager like a Swiss phone S-Quad, you won't even realize you're wearing one. It'll help keep you informed as to what's going on in your neighborhood. So again, eastcoastpagers.com or contact me directly, phil at eastcoastpagers.com. Do you have a new scanner? You're having problems understanding how it works? Maybe you're new to the entire Home Patrol database of programming and you can't figure out Sentinel. Did you get a new SDR and you're trying to figure out how to install it or you want to learn how to use Unitrunker, DSD+, maybe set up a Pioware, or even just make some changes and you don't understand how the system and the equipment works? The podcast might be great for you, but maybe you need a little bit more of one-on-one help with setting something up. I'm available to do just that with you with our private tutoring sessions. You can book me online by going to scannerschool.com slash consulting for a one-hour session. And it's great because we can actually share computer screens remotely, and I can guide you through step-by-step as if I was sitting right next to you. So again, book me for an hour at scannerschool.com slash consulting for your scanner radio one-on-one tutoring session. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two-way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your Natcom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio Magazine, as well as back issues too. So visit natcommag.com 
to download your free sample issues and sign up today. That's natcommag.com for National Communications Magazine. Okay, so before we took the break, we talked about things you should not be doing when bidding on eBay auctions. Now, that included overpaying for items. Now, how do we know how much we should top off our bids at? eBay makes this very simple, but you have to look for it. Now, what you're going to do is when you are signed into your eBay account and you do a search for a product, once the search results come up, you can actually scroll down the page and on the left-hand side where you have all these text links, you'll find a link for all sold listings or all completed listings. Now, when you go into the completed listings, you'll see not only the sold listings, but also the listings where the auctions ended and it did not end in a sale, meaning nobody bid it on an item or the minimum bids were not reached. This will give you an idea of how much the eBay market value is for the products that you're looking to buy on. You should go through there, average them out on the ones that sold and say, this is a ballpark figure of what I expect to be able to pay for this item. Now, you'll see some lucky fellas that actually got it for way low, and you'll see some people who just got suckered in and paid a lot more than that, right? I mean, you got a bell curve here, right? You're going to have some lows, you're going to have some highs, you're going to have the average or the median of the purchasing prices here. So use that information to your advantage. Also, when it comes to bidding on items, don't forget to factor in shipping costs. These shipping costs could range anywhere from free to ludicrous. Now, shipping costs are usually at the very top of the auction, right next to where you bid for an item. I always factor in shipping costs when I put in my bids. For example, if I'm comfortable paying $75 for a scanner and shipping is 15 bucks, I know my max bid should be in the neighborhood of $60. Now, again, going with what I told you before, maybe I'll do $60.60 or $60.06, right? Just something a little bit different to set that bid apart from somebody else who's coming in and just flat out putting in $60. Now, way back when eBay started, you know, when I started at least doing eBay 20 years ago, there was a big thing called sniping. And there was websites out that you can actually set up and do sniping. Now, what sniping basically did was you go onto this third-party site, you would put in your max bid, and then seconds before an auction was over, it would submit your, your bid into eBay. And if everything went well, you would win the auction. Now, you can still do this, but it does take some manual labor now to do this. This is my favorite method of bidding on items. See, I don't bid on eBay auctions until about the last minute, all right? I'll watch auctions, see where they go, but I won't drive up the price until I'm ready to actually buy the item. This is important because you do have people out there that are saying, oh, well, you know, let's see how this goes or everything else we talked about in the don'ts. People still do that. You want to eliminate that. You want don't want that to be a factor when it is that you're buying something on eBay, right? Especially when you want something like, what is it, the unit in MR8100 or something like that, right? You want, you want an item for the cheapest price you can get it. Don't put your cards on the table. So I normally wait 
until the seconds start in the auction. 30 seconds. Make sure you're signed in. You know what your password is. You're good to go on that one. You hit submit. Sometimes I'll ask you for the password and you get and go. That shouldn't take more than 30 seconds to do, right? Now, at this point now, your highest bid has been submitted. You're going to find out really fast whether or not your highest bid was enough to at least put you on the leaderboard or that somebody else has outbid you. You're going to know right away. Now, by bidding at the last second, you also take off the table the fact that you're going to get too passionate about this item, right? For example, your max bid was what you were comfortable spending on an item. If you lose the auction, right, or you get outbid, now it's going to go, well, I'll just raise it by another 20 bucks, say. No, you should have put that $20 down up front because that was your maximum that you were willing to bid on it, right? If you lose it at this point, it wasn't meant to be. All right, let's look at it that way. There'll be another radio out there. You'll find it again. Don't worry about it. Don't lose sleep over it. I have lost countless numbers of bids because I wasn't willing to pay more than the next guy. Again, did I lose it by a dollar or I lose it by $10? I don't know. I lost it by the minimum increment it took for that other person to beat me by or for the next person to beat them by. Because I don't know. That guy that bid more than me, he could have bid $25 more than me. And I, it would have been way out of my budget for that radio. All it takes is the minimum increment bid. So don't go beating yourself up after an auction zone and goes, oh, I lost it by a dollar. No, you lost it by that dollar plus whatever it is that other guy was willing to pay for the item. All right. Like I said, it could be $25 more. You don't know. All you know is what it took to beat you in an increment. The next tip I have for you is to read the full article and description. Is it damaged? Do all these segments work in the LCD display? I've seen them where they say, unit powers up, but I don't, I can't receive anything. Or unable to test the unit. Unit will be unable to squelch, right? Keypad constantly beeps. Backlight doesn't work. Segments missing in an LCD display. You want to know all this up front. Now, you can also ask the seller questions too, right? If you don't see what you're looking for, I've done it all the time. Is this in a smoke-free environment? Does it work? Is this your personal collection or are you selling this for somebody else? Again, eBay has buyer protection there that if you do receive an item and it isn't as described in the ad or the pictures are misleading, you can open a case with eBay and nine times out of 10 again, you'll get your money back. I even say nine and a half times out of 10, you'll get your money back on that deal. Okay. Now, what are some other things you want to look out for when putting auctions in or looking around eBay for scanner radios? You want to look out for two other buttons. One is a buy it now. And the other one is make an offer. Now, when you click on any one of these two buttons, you're committing to buy that item at the price that the button is basically listed for. Sometimes you'll see place bid, $20. Buy it now, $150. Or make offer, right? The buy it now basically means that the seller is willing to let the unit go at a fixed price. Now, when I list my items, I'm listing I'm listing them for East Coast pagers. I have minimum advertised pricing that I must list my items for. That said, 
I have fixed auctions on eBay. eBay is no different at this point than just another way for me to sell products besides my website. Now, I could add make offer buttons for each one of those products. I could add make offer items for auctions I have. That basically means that, okay, you can bid on an item or you can just give me your best auction up front. If I like it, I can either counter offer you or I can just accept your offer. The auction ends right away and then we exchange money that way. Now, again, money is exchanged via PayPal, right? You're never really paying the person directly. So, I've done that in the past. Sometimes it worked out well. And just recently, I was looking at a another scanner and I placed an offer for 50 bucks, which I thought was fair because the guy won $14 shipping. I wasn't willing to pay that much more than that. Well, somebody came in and placed a bid on the item, which then immediately took my offer off the table. Now, this item still hasn't sold yet on eBay. I'm still watching it, so I don't know yet because, again, I put my $50 in. That was my low ball offer to the guy. I'm still tempted to go back and put another final offer in. That auction expires 10 hours when I'm recording this. So we'll see in the morning how well I did with this auction. Again, I'm not going to lose sleep over it if I lose out on this one, but it'd be nice to have. That's the mentality to go into buying something on eBay. Another thing is, what is the seller's feedback? Do they have a ton of negative feedback? Are they selling other radio-related products? Or are they selling a bunch of knickknacks and other nonsense stuff? This could be if they if they have a lot of radio stuff, all right, they're in the hobby, they understand how these radios work. If they tell you something in the description, I'd believe it. If they have great feedback, awesome. But if they're selling a scanner and then they have, I don't know, precious moments figurines and towels and you know general homes stuff that looks like it went through a storage storage facility and they're just selling everything sometimes you'll get some good product off of there but sometimes they just want to make a profit off of it and sometimes they could be a little bit misleading sometimes you know they leave a lot of stuff out sometimes you'll get lucky and you'll find my next hint here and misspelling on common phrases Maybe Udidin is misspelled or Whistler is misspelled. I've watched ads where XLT is actually in the auction as HLT. So sometimes you'll get lucky and you'll find that misspelling of words or even leaving it out. You might just find trunk tracker scanner. Great. Doesn't say Udidin, doesn't say Whistler, doesn't say Radio Shack. It just says trunk tracker scanner. So... That might be a great way of finding something as well. Another tip is don't forget the tax. eBay is now collecting tax in many states here in the United States. So if you're going to spend big bucks on a scanner, you'll be paying big bucks in tax too. I've noticed that it did take a hit in my sales when I was selling on eBay, but it seems to have bounced back. People are now accepting the fact that, okay, eBay is going to collect my sales tax now too. If I really want an item, yeah, I guess I have to pay the tax man. So just put that in the back of your mind too. So what is it that I search for when I'm looking for scanner radios on eBay? I mean, somebody can put any item they want for sale in any category they choose. But when I'm looking for items in eBay, I'm really hopeful that they're in the scanner radio category 
on eBay, right? You can expect to find most scanners there. Most people know what they're doing. They're educated enough to make a listing in the right location. You look in the radio scanners category, but you may find some scanners in the parent categories. The parent categories here are electronics, radio, communication, and electronics, and then finally, radio scanners. So I normally just search, like I said, in the radio scanners categories for the following search terms. Again, these aren't all of them here, but these are the, the big ones I search for. Realistic, Uniden, Electra, Whistler, Jupitero, I'm sorry, Jupiteru, AOR, GRE, Radio Shack, both one word and two words, ICOM R, and Yesu VR. I also have some specifics that I look for. For example, I may look for 780 in that category to find any Uniden 780 XLTs, 780 HLT, because some people don't put them in right, or it could be BC 780 XLT, BC 780. You don't know. So I look for specific just cues in there. These are ways that I kind of look for certain radios that I'm specifically eyeballing. So let's say you find an item you want to bid on, but it has a lot of time left. Sometimes you'll find an auction and there's six days left on this and you're afraid that you're going to forget about it. Here's my next tip. Save the item into an eBay watch list. Before the auction comes due, eBay will email you and they'll make sure they email you to remind you that an auction that you are watching, that you have in your watch list is coming due soon. Remember, eBay is in the business of making money by letting you, the buyer, know that something is coming due. But going through eBay on a daily basis, trying to find the holy grail scanner radio you've been looking for can be time consuming. There's got to be an easier way to do it. And this is my big tip and takeaway when it comes to using eBay to find and win scanner radio auctions like a pro. You can save your eBay searches. After you do a search, next to the search bar, you will see a small heart. You click on that heart and it saves this as a favorite or a saved search term. You can then click on your saved search term and you can set up your search terms to be emailed to you daily. This is how I stay on top of eBay auctions every morning. I'll get an email around 10 a.m. from eBay with every one of those eBay terms or those search terms that I have, one email per term. It will give me all of the new listings for that term. It'll give me some older listings for that term and even some auctions I may be interested in related to that term. All delivered and curated by eBay into my inbox. So I made this one step even easier for you. I created a web page that has my favorite search terms already listed online. All you have to do is go to scannerschool.com slash eBay. When you go to that page, you'll see all the listings on eBay. Uh, I think it's the top five per category at this time. But there's also a button to click or a text link to click on to go to that full category. 
Once you do that, of course, we'll earn a small commission if you win a bid on it. So again, if you're going to go to eBay and you want to do us a favor, go ahead and go to scannerschool.com slash eBay and click on our eBay link at the top of the page and we'll get credit if you win the auction. It's a great way to help support Scanner School. It's our newest way to help support Scanner School right now. So with that, you are now set and ready to get on eBay and find and win scanner radio auctions like a pro. Again, the session notes can be found online at scannerschool.com slash session123. Don't forget to join us on our weekly ZelloNet. You can get your password and reminders at scannerschool.com slash Zello. Again, that's like hello, but with a Z, or for those of you overseas, a Z. Scanner School's copyright 2020 Monitor Long Island. Inc. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and again, this is Scanner School, a podcast where we teach you everything you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. 73, everyone.